Hello, and welcome back to the What Is Life Dude podcast, everybody. It is the morning, and my voice is deeper than usual. I'm Eric, and this is... Sarah. That was it's, weird. It's kind of the morning. It's the morning relatively for us. It's actually noon, but, you know, we yeah. wake up late these days. We go to sleep late these days. So it's our morning. Also, um, we skipped last week. We attempted to record an episode. It just wasn't coming out right. Sometimes it's just not right. And we feel like just putting an episode out there for the sake of it without actually sharing anything useful or, you know, we, we just don't want our poo-poo mood to come <laughs> through the uh, the recording at you guys. So, I mean, you guys, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. You guys know us. Like We're not... We're not just going to put shit out there <laughs> to be like, look, we have a podcast and we never miss a week. Like, we don't want it to be a turd for us or for you. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, we know it wasn't coming out like Sarah said. So we were like, well, let's just wait till next week. Because why? Why do it? We are back now, though. Yes, we are. <laughs> um, so what we were attempting to talk about last week um an idea we were attempting to talk about was we're trying to make the podcast a little bit less like random talking about our lives and kind of just focus it angle it more on kind of what we can what can we talk about that will help the people listening a little more instead of just being like yep 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 here's what happened um so we're not i don't know i'm not announcing like a drastic change in the podcast we're just trying to focus it a little more in specific ways so today, we're going to be talking about, I don't know what we're going to name this episode. We'll figure it out after we have the discussion. But basically, Sarah and I have realized that we each have kind of a feeling we're chasing after um, just in our lives, something that makes us feel the best a certain way. And we've been trying to figure out all the ways we can get to feeling that feeling. Right. So basically, I think that each of us, not not just Eric and I, but each individual human has this emotional or energetic kind of signature that we, whenever we lock into that, we're like, ah, yes, this is how life ought to feel. And it's very different. So introduce yours, Eric. <laughs> well, that was weird. Though I do notice I say your name pretty often on the podcast. Sometimes I'll say you and sometimes I'll say Sarah. Okay, Richard. Richard. Go for it, Richard. Uh, well, we were actually having this conversation yesterday and it started with talking about Sarah's. And then she was like, okay, well, what's yours? And I was like, um, I don't know. And I feel like pretty often when these kinds of conversations come up, you end up answering for me. <laughs> and I'm like, yes, that is it. You're totally right. I'm just brainwashing you. But I'm fine with it. It's like, it's cool because it's like positive brainwashing. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, let's talk about mine first. Yeah. We came up with mine is satisfaction. So we don't mean like satisfaction. I don't, I don't even know. Not just like normal satisfaction. Mm-hmm. Like, not like when you're on Reddit and you get shown something from r slash oddly satisfying. And it's like, <laughs> it's like something fitting together perfectly. Not like that kind or of power stuff. washing or power or, uh, zit popping. <laughs> I do follow r slash power washing porn. Mm-hmm. Um, very satisfying, but not that kind of satisfying. We're talking like a a deep, uh, soul fulfilling satisfaction. Uh, so basically, for me, the reason I know that 
teaching music production lessons and doing the kind of freelance work I do, you know, where a client says, oh my God, this is the, you made the perfect song for me. It gives me this, I, I don't know, this grand sense of satisfaction. And then at the end of the day, after working on projects or working with students, I can just relax. And I'm like, I am satisfied with what I did, the work I did, the people I, the people whose lives I made better today. Right. So that is kind of what we discovered is my, I want more of that. Your pinnacle experience. Yes. Right. And so I think everybody wants to feel satisfied with the work they're doing and the impact they're having, right? But some people want to feel super excited, like that's their energetic signature. They're like, oh, if I'm stoked about like what I'm doing, it's a good day. Some people prefer to feel just like centered and relaxed and calm about things. And I've noticed with Eric's particular form of satisfaction, it also comes with kind of like a like a tiredness, like a a satisfied exhaustion. Do you know what I mean? Not like in a like a I feel so run ragged, but it's like, oh, I'm ready to go to sleep tonight. I feel like totally at peace with what I have accomplished today. I'm just, I feel like I used all of my energy for good, like in, in satisfying ways. And a really good example of this and how like this affects me at the end of the day, right? Because I think the best example for me is the end of the day, after dinner, after we take a shower, like when we're done with the day, if I don't feel satisfied in or with what I've done with the rest of the day, sure, we'll be like watching TV or playing video games or doing whatever we do at the end of the day, but I will be restless and I'll be kind of on edge and I kind of stressed. And it's not necessarily like, oh, I didn't, I didn't complete all the things on my task list, on my to-do list. It's like, specifically, I don't feel like I've done energetically enough to mm. be satisfied with my day or you've done the wrong things or i right. exactly or i've worked on something where i feel like something else would have made me happier mm -hmm. right and just for context in this conversation let's say there are two different projects that are due at the same time for me if i worked right so it doesn't matter which one i, I do first right technically if, right yeah if i worked on one that didn't that i wasn't as stoked about in the moment I won't feel that at the end of the day. I'll still be. That's a good That's a good point to make. Because mm -hmm. for me, I'm very much like that. I need to be working on the thing that I'm excited to be working on. Um, and luckily, with all of my students, I feel that. I feel excited to be working mm -hmm. with them at any given time. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, so it's kind of the difference between sitting there at the end of the day and fidgeting with my phone while we're doing something or just like, it, it comes out like so physically for me. Like, I'll be hot. Mm -hmm. Like, even if it's not hot in the room, I'll just be, like, kind of sweaty. Mm. It's, like, all these little things I notice. Whereas if I'm, like, I had a few students today and, you know, we did this and, like, that was it was a really good, solid, energetic day. Right. Then I'll just be, like, completely pooped. But like you said, it's not like I've run myself down. I've just completely done everything I felt I needed to do yeah. in a certain way. Mm-hmm. It's almost like, I don't know, I'm thinking about it like I have, I get, I get these really weird specific analogies all the time. And I, I think of like a cell phone plan where you pay for a certain amount of minutes 
And like, imagine you didn't get rollover and it was like very satisfying for you to, by the end of the month, use all of your minutes. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And you're like, ah, I used everything. I'm getting my money's worth right now. (laughs) And then the next day, the next billing cycle, I have this entirely new tank of minutes to work from. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's how you are day to day. And, And like you, if you do something that is unsatisfying to you, you'll still be tired but you'll be like, why am I so tired? Like, why am I so like irritable? Like, why do I, f- you know what I mean? Like grumpy, So it's like tired. a different kind of like tiredness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a couple ways we could take the conversation. Mm. We could well, talk about hot sauce. <laughs> we could talk about School of Rock. Mm-hmm. Um, well, do you want to talk about yours? And I can relate. Or do you want to wait on your topic? Mm, what do you think? Uh... I don't know. <laughs> well, okay, let's let's talk about School of Rock okay. real quick. Um cuz it'll it'll kind of be a pivot, but mm-hmm. it's something I've been wanting to talk about. Right. So give like in case someone is just tuning in for the first time, give them a really quick rundown of the situation. Really quick rundown. Um like a month ago, I was thinking about how I teach music production lessons and I was like, "Oh, it'd be cool to put this to use elsewhere, right? Where can I do this?" And I was like, okay, there's a local school of rock, which is a place that teaches kids of all ages how to play rock music. And I was like, okay, cool. Let me apply. So I applied, interviewed, got the job. And then I started doing a bunch of training and... And shadowing other uh, instructors teaching kids. Yeah. So observing lessons. Um, And then I started kind of feeling stressed about being put on a schedule by a company, which is something I haven't done since early 2020 because I've been working for myself and, and really not being compensated the same way that you would be if you were teaching your own lessons, which you do. Right. Yeah, just many things. Yes. Um, so kind of, I was just kind of struggling with the whole idea. And I was like, well, I feel like I should just be doing this. I feel like I should just do it because it's good experience and it should be fulfilling working with kids. And then I just, as... It kind of just kept going and Sarah and I had all these conversations about it and I was just like, I'm just so fucking stressed. I'm just so stressed about having to go there even just twice a week. It's like I was supposed to go on Fridays and Saturdays and it would be like Wednesday and I'd start being extremely stressed like two days in advance just because like, oh, I have these projects to do. I have to move my students around and then your personal students. Yeah, my personal students. And then it's like, oh, is it even is it even worth it because of money reasons? Um, so we just had a bunch of conversations and I called them and I was like, yeah, I'm not going to do this. I'm sorry. Um, it's just, well, you were very apologetic. I was, you were like, um, I'm not going to do this. (laughs) This isn't worth my time. No, I mean, I just told them, I mean, which is the truth that I felt like I didn't have enough time. I didn't tell them like, I'm so stressed out or anything. Um, so that happened and it was a really intense learning experience right because it was kind of it was kind of this experience of like one part of my brain was saying well just do it just do it mm-hmm. it's good extra cash teaching children fulfilling life experience right and then the other hand was like yeah but it makes me feel bad it just made me feel bad yeah and you and i were like okay if it makes you feel bad that should kind of trump everything else mm-hmm. right because you know it's not like thankfully i was 
it's not, I wasn't in a position where it's like, well, if I don't take this job, I'm going to like, we're going to lose the apartment or anything like that. You know, like it wasn't like a dire straight situation. So I was able to say, well, this makes me feel like garbage. So I'm just going to not do it. Um, yeah. Right. We had a lot of conversations about this because it was causing him so much stress that it was kind of like, you know how sometimes you're stressed and then you have a conversation with a loved one and you're like, ah, oh, I feel it. It, it, it. This really diffused the tension. Like, mm-hmm. like, and you understand kind of where the anxiety is coming from and it's just butterflies or something. And then you're able to proceed and things settle down and they become comfortable. And it wasn't like that. It just kept coming up and never feeling like we had diffused any tension whatsoever. It was like we were back at square one every time we opened the conversation again. Which was every two days. Yeah. And so I was hearing everything Eric was saying and I asked a lot of questions and I am very much like, I consider myself a very empty slate (laughs) when I'm dealing with other people's uh, problems or concerns. And I never want to steer them in any direction. And I assume that I don't know the answer. I always assume I don't know better than you what the answer is. And I really couldn't tell like where the anxiety was coming from. Um, If it was more to do with just not having, you know, worked for somebody else for a long time, or if it was genuinely that your, there was no way, like, even if you pushed through that initial anxiety, if it was never going to feel good. And so I kind of asked like, you know, play it forward. What is the best case scenario here? for you like are you going to get that satisfied feeling working with kids Hmm. yeah and well you know the answer is we just talked about it (laughs) but sarah really i mean you really do have this way of asking the right questions and yeah being extremely neutral and not um, pushing me in either direction not that i even know which direction you would be trying to push me in you know (laughs) Mm -hmm. because for you it's it it doesn't matter what i do in that situation right as long as i do the thing that makes me feel okay right right it's like you didn't have we had the same objective it's not like you were like oh well i'm gonna try to push him into not doing it so he can be home i'm gonna try to push you to go to work so i can be alone and play video games (laughs) (laughs) right Um, But it was funny because, I mean, we don't have to get into this, but it was kind of funny because this conversation kind of immediately led to a second conversation where I was trying to figure out a way for Sarah to, (laughs) like, use her psychology skills and her her psychological prowess um, to just put it to use beyond me, right? Mm -hmm. Beyond just, like, helping me. Her boyfriend. Your boyfriend. Your boyfriend. Yeah. You know, so I was like, how can you, how can you do this for everyone? Like, right, because we had you... like an, an hour and a half long conversation. Yeah. I've, you were like, okay, I have to go do work now. And you're like, but I'm feeling really anxious. And then we ended up, instead of you going to do work, we like talked for an hour and a half about <laughs> this. And at the end you were like, ah, you have to go like, you should start offering uh, sessions with people and like, like offering i don't know like helping people in a similar way because because here's the thing is that i mean if you if you listen to the podcast regularly if you watch our videos well sarah's videos that i'm in (laughs) you'll you obviously know our personalities are extremely different which is why i thrive working with students one-on-one because i'm just like hey what's up i'm an extrovert let me help (laughs) you do your music 
Whereas Sarah is so good at helping people, but you don't want to do, you don't want to no. be like a therapist. No. So I'm like, how can you kind of be a therapist, be a coach, yeah. be this psychological helper mm -hmm. without doing that? So we were kind of trying to brainstorm ideas. Sure. I'm not going to see people one-on-one. -on -one. <laughs> I think it would take a lot for me to feel comfortable doing that. But I mean, this kind of ties back into the original topic, which is just kind of figuring out what it is you truly authentically want and to peel back away all this conditioning that tells you sh you should want otherwise, right? Mm -hmm. Because I feel like in Western society, in the United States, there's so much, like if you're watching TV shows or you're on social media and you follow people who are influencers, like they really are selling this kind of, like each of them is selling a different energetic signature. And it's very easy to like be seduced into thinking you should be trying to do the same thing. Mm -hmm. So it's like I see Eric going online and finding one-on-one -on -one students and he'll do um, Zoom sessions with people. We use Zoom, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, what a great um, product. Right. <laughs> so he'll, he's, he's doing like hour-long sessions. Hour, they, they, they quite often run over. It depends. Yeah. <laughs> which makes me very happy because it's like, it's just nice when people are, are, your students are so excited that they will run over. And, and it's, it's nice to like want to do extra work. Yeah. Like back when I was working for a company, if they wanted me <laughs> to stay 15 minutes later, you're like, no, I'm like, I'm like, no, right. just no. And I would have been getting paid for it. But with my students, I'm like, I'm not going to charge you anymore, but do you have like 10 extra minutes so I can show you something else? And they're mm -hmm. like, but sure, <laughs> you know? Anyway, so it's nice to want to do it for free also. Right. So I, I have a partner who was doing these things and he'll come out of his sessions. Like yesterday I was making dinner. Eric came out of his last session of the day and he was just like hyped, like so happy and satisfied about the student he had just been working with. And like I could feel that. And I, f I think like an earlier version of me, maybe even like a few months ago when I was like really trying to figure out like what am I, who am I, what am I here to do, you know. And I guess to some extent, we're always figuring that out. Like we never stop figuring it out. But I would have been like, okay, well, maybe, I mean, Eric is being really successful, like scouting for students online and finding them and and is very satisfied with his work and making great relationships. I should try to do something similar. And I've finally reached this point where I'm like, that's not my gift. Do you know what I mean? There's infinitely many things that we can be good at. And to some extent, I think we come into the world already knowing, you know, like I've always been a mega introvert. I've always been extremely studious. I like to have a really strong foundation before I share information. When I am sharing information, I like to do it in like a more broadcasty way. Like I like to write things and publish it on Instagram to an audience. I like to make YouTube videos. I am not comfortable in like that one-on-one -on -one teacher e setting I don't also like I've worked as like a shift supervisor at a cafe and at Starbucks and I don't like that um I don't like having the dynamic where one of us is the authority figure I guess so it's almost like I like to have a lot of information acquire a lot of information and know a lot but I still like to come across as somebody's equal even when I'm teaching them. Mm. So I just feel like 
And I feel like this is why relationships are such a, and it doesn't have to be like a romantic relationship, but like a close friendship or um, a family member. It's like the best way to realize how different everyone is and how okay it is to be different. And the sooner you can just acknowledge what it is you want and what you're good at, the easier it can be, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. That's why I'm like, you you need to figure out a way. <laughs> you need to figure out a way where you can like field people's questions and issues and give them an in-depth response. Mm. That's not like a live one-on-one thing. Right. You know, because, and especially like you, I mean, it ties in with you not wanting, you, you having kind of social anxiety and all that stuff, right? It's like, you're so good at assessing a situation and thinking about it mm-hmm. and like writing something out or, you know, filming yourself saying something. Right. Because that's what you do. I like the ability to edit what is going out. Mm-hmm. I don't like t- things to be unfiltered. And sometimes I will see YouTubers, you, I'll watch a YouTuber or hear a podcaster who is really like charismatic and great at like like Emma Chamberlain, you know, like everyone loves her. She has very like raw, uned- she'll like burp on camera all the time. You know what I mean? And I'll see people who are really good at like giving that like messy kind of super charismatic uh, look into their lives. And I'll be like, should I do that? <laughs> and no, it's like, it's not me. Mm-hmm. And also on the topic of social anxiety, I feel like even that, when you have really bad social anxiety, even that is has a lot to do with just not accepting yourself. Mm-hmm. Because the older I get, the more I realize my social anxiety came from assuming that I should be more extroverted. Mm. So I'd be in a crowd of people not knowing what to say. And in my mind, I'm like, oh, I should be saying something. I need to be asking questions. I need to be like being funny. Like I need to be like Eric. Do you know what I mean? And like the older I've become, I've realized the anxiety comes from not from the objective situation or thinking people are going to like hurt me or be mean to me it's just that i'm assuming that i should be extroverted Mm -hmm. it's like all the anxiety is coming from me Mm -hmm. believing something else but if i could just accept like i don't need like let's talk about um our experience the other day a few nights ago yeah at the concert yeah okay uh so my buddy from new york his name is max he's a few years younger than me he's uh i met him kind of randomly through my sister um the 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 quick and dirty is that my sister was home from college and she was working at a coffee shop and she met this very extroverted woman and (laughs) my sister is um like exactly like me so they were yapping it up and she and this woman she met was like oh my son is a musician and my sister was like oh my brother's a musician oh they both love green day so they introduced us and that is now my friend max when we met he was in high school and I was in college and we just like bonded over the music we liked and everything. He is an incredible musician. He's an incredible singer, incredible songwriter. Um, He makes music. His band is called the deep end, but he's on tour right now. It's his first tour with a friend's band called pink shift. They're just, they're fucking on tour. It's just Mm -hmm. like the craziest thing because I've never known anyone that's, I've never been friends with somebody who went on tour. Mm -hmm. Um, So he's on tour with Pink Shift, and they're the opening band. 
And they came through Denver the other night, and we were like, oh my God, Denver is so far now, <laughs> but I absolutely have to go. <laughs> so we drove down to my aunt and uncle's house. They live closer to Denver. Dropped her stuff off, had some dinner, went down to Denver, saw the show, and then we just hung out with my friend Max and his band after the show for like an hour and a half. And it we was... We just like walked down the street from the venue and sat in front of this pizza place. Oh, it was actually called Fat Sully's. And then Sarah said, will you <laughs> call, call me, me Fat <laughs> Sully from now on? <laughs> yeah, it's like a Newark pizza place. How fitting. Yeah, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it, yeah, and it was just it was just great to see him and meet the band he's playing with and just kind of talk to him about what his life has been like for the last few weeks. Um, yeah. So where, how does that? Oh, so I, I brought this up because Eric was, well, you guys were talking for a long time. I am not really the best at keeping track of timing at all. I don't think I have a sense of time actually. Um, but I was just kind of sitting there listening to you and Max talk just for a long time and like occasion very occasionally like answering a question or chiming in and i was just listening and kind of soaking it in and not feeling pressured to say anything at all and i feel like that's how i've been i've really been growing into feeling comfortable doing that lately if we're at like a family gathering eric has a big family here in colorado and we go um for like passover or for one of his nieces or nephews um birthdays there's just a bunch of people and I'll just kind of like chill. And like, if someone asks me a question, I'll answer and I'll, I'll ask them a question if, if it feels right. But mostly it's just like, I'm just there. You know what I mean? Well, I noticed yesterday. <laughs> so yesterday was the day after the concert. So we woke up at my aunt and uncle's and before we drove back home, uh, we stopped by my grandma and grandpa's house cause they live super close and I was helping them with some technological thing, as I always do. And I was in my grandma and grandpa's bedroom by myself. And Sarah was still in the living room with my grandma and grandpa. And I just know you being alone <laughs> with, like, people I know much better. I mean, grandma and grandpa are, like, very, very easy to be around. Mm-hmm. But I just noticed at one point no one was talking. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm so proud of them. <laughs> like, to get to a point where you can just kind of like sit there for a second yeah, and like no one feels the need that just shows that everyone's comfortable with each other. Right. I'm like, no one's forcing it. And then, you know, my grandpa said to my grandma, like, Oh, are you feeling like, how's your breathing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Cause like she was using the oxygen, mm-hmm. you know? And it's just like, Oh, they're just like having living their normal lives together. And Sarah's there. And I'm like, it's so nice. Well, yeah. because And this is something that you and I talked about like years ago, which is like how, you know, in, in like a relationship, when you're like more comfortable around each other is when you can be like driving somewhere and not needing to talk the entire time. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you do just naturally, but like you don't have that pressure to be like always performing. Mm -hmm. And that's how I knew like, ah, this is my person. I'm Mm -hmm. like dating Eric. We've been together for a while and I don't feel like this charge to like always be interesting or whatever. And it applies to uh, platonic friends too. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like when you meet somebody new and you hang out, you're both just trying to like be cool and funny and like, yeah, see, you want to be friends with me. Yeah. And then at some point you're just like sitting there, like not talking. Yeah. You're like, ah, this person is truly my friend now because <laughs> right. we're just sitting here ignoring each other and it's totally fine. Right. And I truly feel like that's why I don't really identify as having social anxiety anymore because I've just kind of owned that I'm a quiet person 
And that if somebody has something specific that they need to know from me or a question or they want advice, I will always be able to like, I will always be able to step up in those moments, but I don't feel the pressure to be talking unless I feel like I have something useful to say. Does that mean you you don't feel like you're assuming that anyone's judging you anymore for being quiet? I'm if not, you ever did. I'm not assuming that. I but I what I'm assuming is that it doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah. Th- this like I think we we like as a society to some extent are coming to this point where we are really appreciating more how differentiated everyone is. Mm. As in like we're not we're moving away a little bit from the assumption that you need to be extroverted and you need to be hustling all the time and like I don't know this this profile of what a successful person looks like is is broadening now. Mm. So mm-hmm. I think I'm sure there are some people who are like who just don't get like there are so many humans like we're not going to get good vibes from all of them. We're not going to feel drawn to all of them. But I do trust that the people who are supposed to feel drawn to me will be, you know, because mm-hmm. you're very extroverted and you still like me. You know what I mean? I do like you. Yeah, because we're super different. And also if there was anyone in any specific scenario, um, like judging you silently <laughs> for being quiet, yeah. I mean, that's on them, not right. on you. <laughs> Right. Like I know like in my past relationship, like his mom would have preferred that I was like, ah, you know, like super bubbly and like wanted to hang out with her all the time. And like, it's fine that it didn't work out. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like, I don't you don't need to change who you are to appease, appease anyone unless you feel like everything that you change about yourself should come from your personal wanting, mm-hmm. basically. Also, like, I feel like my I almost feel like me being quiet is a bit of a gift because it allows me to give you more space to express because like if I had been trying to take up like if we had been in that conversation with Max and I was like okay well I'm a third of the conversation and I try to take up a third of the time then it's just way less time for you to talk to your friend who you haven't seen in years you know what I mean Mm -hmm. so I feel like it was just better for everyone that I just kind of was there you know yeah and then since you just kind of stood there and absorbed everything, it made our drive home like very, um, <laughs> yeah. uh, I want to use a better word than useful, you know, just so informative, you know, it made our, it made our talk on our drive home just very mm-hmm. useful, I guess I'll, I'll use that word. Yeah. Because you were like, well, I really got this and this from the conversation. And I'm like, oh, and that makes me think about this and this, you know? <laughs> yeah. So just by you sitting there and absorbing, really, we really learned some good stuff there. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's, do you want to pivot this to, <laughs> I said let's, and then I was like, well, do you, do you want to pivot this to your feeling? Yeah, I think I'll talk about it briefly just so that people have kind of like um, a contrasting idea to give yours more context, mm-hmm. I guess. So this came up because this entire idea for the podcast, I think came up because I've made a couple purchases recently that I've really liked. Like they've been very, I don't know. Sometimes it's not like a big thing that I get so much joy out of. So here's some examples. I got this deodorant that is plastic free. It comes in like a cardboard tube, like super sturdy cardboard. And 
I don't know, it just made me really happy because I was like, it's a natural deodorant and it's zero waste, basically. And then I got this toilet paper <laughs> that comes like, it's like recycled toilet paper. What's it? What's the brand? Who gives a crap? Mm. Right. It's just like an eco-conscious toilet paper brand. And now, <laughs> I, mom, I know you're listening. Before you text me after you listen to this episode, <laughs> I already know that you also use this brand of toilet paper. <laughs> yeah. Um, what what are the other things? Oh, I just ordered some zero waste toothpaste. It's from the brand Bite. Use my code. No, um, I don't. <laughs> uh, we're not affiliates yet, but we're not we'll affiliates see. with anybody. <clears throat> yeah, we're I mean, affiliates with you, dear listeners. <laughs> I if you guys have been following for a long time, like I'm gradually like always moving a little bit. I'm like inching towards lower and lower waste. That's like my goal. I want to have property one day. I want to grow my own food i want a big old compost pile i miss having a compost pile so much it's like kind of silly how much it i miss it because it's such a a little thing do you know what i mean but some Mm -hmm. things are just so important anyway it's a little thing with a big impact really yeah um that's like like you (laughs) yeah every time we talk about moving to our own house again because we're living in a condo the first thing i think about is like "Uh, i want a compost pile um (laughs) What else? There was like one other thing. Um, it's like all in the zero waste thing. But also I've been just wanting to make stuff from scratch. I've been making my my sourdough bread again. And I just want to start making um, milk again. Because mm-hmm. I guess I found we love oatly oat milk. And yesterday I found out they do some shady stuff as a company. So I'm like, ah, I have to start making milk again. It's fine. Um, Fucking capitalism. <laughs> i'm just kidding <laughs> but but i noticed that like with all of these little things like i would just be i'd be like oh i love it so much it just feels so pure i kept using this word oh my god it's, it feels so pure and i got these little um we usually have diet soda in our fridge at all times we're diet soda people but for some reason i just randomly started craving full sugar soda and i got these little miniature cans of um real sugar like not corn syrup corn syrup pepsi and i was just like sipping on and i was like it just feels so pure for some reason which is funny because like (laughs) it's still such shit yeah but it's like (laughs) but is it right but it's like much more real shit right so (laughs) i noticed that like so in the way that eric's like this feeling he's going for is like ah satisfaction i feel like the ah needs to go with it Mm -hmm, (laughs) mm It's mine is like purity, but not in like a like a moralizing sense. Like ah, oh, these things are bad. These things are good. Like not in like um, you know how some people like orthorexia. Like there are people are obsessed with the purity of their food. It's like I only eat uh, grass fed beef and egg whites and spinach. That's all I'll eat. Mm-hmm. It's not like that. It's not. It's more about my motivation. Do my motivations for buying this thing, doing this thing, consuming this thing. Do my motivations feel pure or are they like really clouded by like my mind trying to say something's like convince myself that something is correct for me. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I'm always looking for that feeling now rather than, you know, I'm like a re I'm a serial researcher and I would always try to find like, what's the right diet for me? And so I was like intermittent fasting for a while. And then I was like high carb, low fat vegan for a while um what else have i even done like all of these things 
I've like done like low carb for a while too. I've tried keto like very briefly and I would just always be trying to like, I'd want somebody else to tell me, what do I do? Just tell me what to do. Like, (laughs) just tell me what my purpose is here. How am I supposed to eat? How am I supposed to sleep? What kind of exercise am I supposed to do? Just constantly trying to find different experts on different topics. And then it doesn't work, you know? And now I'm like, okay, well, if I'm going to try something, does it just feel like I'm doing it because I like it? Like that kind of purity. Um, So I'm like drinking my little can of soda (laughs) of real sugar Pepsi. And I'm like, it's not diet because I don't care about the calories. Like, I'm just like, this is just an experience I want to have drinking this soda. That's it. Or like, I've been, I made a big batch of brownies like two weeks ago and I cut them into tiny little two bite brownie squares, froze half of them every single day. I'll have one or two. I'll microwave it. I'll put our uh, Trader Joe's vanilla bean ice cream Mm. with it. And I'm like, it just tastes so pure. Pure. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't know what other word to describe the sensation. And it's like, and it does, it does have to do with ingredients in a way, you know, like, uh, like the Trader Joe's ice cream we're talking about. I mean, it's like super sweet. It's full of sugar, but the ingredients are basically soy milk, (laughs) sugar, Mm-hmm. like vanilla flavor right like yeah it does it doesn't mean like scientifically it's healthy for your body to be consuming sugar but it might be do you know what i mean because it feels good for you and you're yeah. not eating it because you're addicted to it you're not <laughs> eating it because of any other reason other than like you know what i want this right right because if you're drinking like a like a 20 ounce soda every day because I don't know, because you're addicted to it, because you need caffeine, because of some other reason, mm-hmm. other than, oh, I really want this. It's going to make me feel better. Then it's not yeah. It's not going to make you feel better mm-hmm. if there are ulterior motives. Right. And I mean, to provide some contrast, like, people think salad is always healthy. But like, I, I used to just make myself eat things because they're healthy. And I'd be like, this is gross like i don't want this i hate raw spinach for example i just hate it like i can't have a spinach salad you like spinach salads though right i do oh my god and like i would i would be eating something that is according to uh science healthy and i just have this visceral like icky feeling and like sometimes i'll just have a piece of sourdough bread and everyone's like bread is not that good for you but i'm like ah oh, it just feels so good Pure. you know you know yeah so i just think it this comes back to and this is like the theme of my entire everything that i talk about is just about just radically embracing what the fuck you want to do and who the fuck you want to be and stop asking other people what to do mm-hmm. like just just be quiet for a second. Can any, Can any one, one person <laughs> shut the fuck up? <laughs> Should we explain that? Sure. Uh, if you haven't watched Bo Burnham's Inside, you should go watch it. Ten times. Yeah. We've watched it like uh, three times now. I think we watched, have we not watched it four? We may have watched it four times. And we yeah. listen, listen to the album like all the time. But there's this one bit in between songs in the special where he basically goes on and on saying can any 
one person just shut the fuck up <laughs> about anything, anything at all, for an hour. <laughs> and he just goes on and on about this one very specific topic of everyone always having to speak their mind mm-hmm. about everything. He says on a podcast. Mm-hmm. And he acknowledges, you might be thinking, I'm not shutting, or you're not shutting the fuck up right now. You're doing a comedy special. Um, and then he abruptly cuts away <laughs> from the scene, which I, that's what I'm going to do. So continue. I mean, that that's all I was going to say. <laughs> just like, I just think we are past this time where we need to use our minds. Like the supremacy of the mind is over. <laughs> do you know what I mean? <laughs> Have you ever watched Iron Chef? Like a few times. Like, you know, so it's dubbed because it's a Japanese show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a Japanese mm-hmm. show. But the, um, I haven't watched it in a long time. So this is like a vintage Iron Chef. And they would always have like a, a an item that the meals had to be based around, like yeah, a yeah. special ingredient. So they're like, um, freshwater eel. And at the end, he'd be like, the battle of the freshwater eel is over. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, the... Um, the mind making decisions for you, it, it's, it's it over. doesn't need to do that, you know, because you are, I feel like the body just knows things. Mm-hmm. It knows more than the mind does. I don't know, like just, I just, sometimes I think about animals and just everything that they know without having all of the like mental illness and neuroses. I mean, obviously animals can, but mostly it's the ones that live with us. You know right. what I mean? Like, right. mostly it's the dog you're putting on Paxil oh or Prozac. God. I don't know what kind of uh, antidepressants dogs can take. But, like, salmon just, like, go back to the same place where they were born to give birth. Isn't that weird? Mm-hmm. And there's all of these examples of how just stored in the body is all of this information about what to do to keep yourself alive and to further your species. And we're like, nah, Let's I'm just going to use the information that we learn in school. I mean, I'm thinking of like a gazelle yeah. being chased by a lion. They're not thinking. They're like, hmm, <laughs> do I run? <laughs> they're just like, fuck! <laughs> and they just, they're not using their brain. Their body's just instructing it, yeah. itself. Well, I mean, it's. I understand that it's still technically their brain instructing their legs to move. Mm-hmm. But it's not the... Uh, it's not filtered through judgment is what right. it is or, or conditioning right. nobody's like mm, you could run but like it would be really like not ladylike <laughs> <laughs> right like <laughs> which how... literally happens in with humans like women like as far as like predators go think of how many women have been in unsafe conditions or been like kidnapped or whatever because they're like oh i don't want to like seem mean you know so if you listen to the podcast my favorite murder um something they've been touting for since the beginning of their podcast it's like their number one slogan on the show is fuck politeness yeah because they're like if i mean for anyone but specifically if you're a woman if there's any situation where you feel unsafe like don't worry about being polite even even if the stranger ends up having like fine intentions and they are really just lost at the gas station or something. But if you don't feel comfortable, just get in the car and lock your doors and they approach the window. You're just like, I'm not, I'm sorry. I'm not opening the window or the door. Just fuck politeness because you never know. 
And it's like, yeah, okay, if the person had pure intentions, then they're probably going to get their feelings hurt, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Fuck it. Because you're alive. Because you're alive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, that, that was just a funny little uh, tie in there because it's like literally the body's fight or flight response would tell you when to keep yourself safe. Mm-hmm. But like humans, just so much conditioning. Yeah, we've so over much. we've overridden like everything. Yeah. You know. So just get back to what is true, you know? Sarah's uh, thirst for, for purity has <laughs> been rubbing off on me. What? <laughs> because... Well, it's not the same thing. It's just like you doing what you're doing to capture this feeling has been influencing me to do like similar things. But are you gonna talk about the hot sauce? Yes. Oh and yeah. Beer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because a huge pe- the, a, a lot of the things that I get that like ah purity feeling from are like just getting back to making stuff from scratch, like being really in touch with the food and the ingredients and the process of Mm -hmm. making it so i talk a lot about that with eric and it is rubbed off on him yeah so we bought a beer brewing kit because just (laughs) fermenting stuff is you mean sarah just ferments stuff (laughs) all the time and she's wanted to brew beer and i'm like oh that could be really cool so i we found a website that sells you know like starter kits for brewing a small batch of beer Um, and i watched videos about it and i got really excited and sarah was really excited and then we went to went to the grocery store and I noticed they had these dried chili peppers. And I was like, I'm going to buy these and just, I don't know what I'm going to do with them. And then I was like, well, obviously hot sauce is, is an obvious choice, right? And I had made hot sauce a few times in my life and it was bad both times. <laughs> um, so I was like, maybe I should try this again. And then I did a bunch of research and I was like, ooh, I got to, I mean, there are a billion hot sauces I love. But I'm like, I gotta, I wanna, I gotta make one. I'm gonna mm-hmm. make one, and then I just, I just did it, and I was like, I'm making this thing from scratch. But the funniest part is that it's not funny. Was a terrible word choice. An interesting part of it is that it's scratching like a different itch for me than it is for you, because I think for me, I have this weird like survival. Uh, Gotta have hot sauce in the wild. <laughs> <laughs> not what i mean um make, making stuff i i don't know can you ex- it's another one of those things that i talked about at the beginning of the episode where i'm like you could explain what i'm feeling better than i oh. can i mean eric just loves survival stuff like i don't like camping though books that you read um youtube channels i mean there was this period last year where you were watching this couple who lives in alaska and they'll just like catch a bunch of fish and then they'll like they did like they process it in multiple ways like they froze some of it they turned the rest of it into their dog food yeah like Like, you know like people who just use every single last piece but they're operating like seasonally so it's like we have to do this now we have to prepare catch and prepare our fish for the entire year or else like you previously mentioned the salmon will be some somewhere else to have their babies ah yes and they won't be able to catch them (laughs) yeah also this youtube channel is called simple living alaska and I always call them Sweet Simple Alaska <laughs> because of Sweet Simple Vegan. Yeah. Um, and then Sarah always says, wait, is that really their name? And I say, no. Yeah. But they're just a couple and they do everything. They make all their own stuff. Like they did an episode like showing their potato harvest. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else? All of their like their uh, homegrown dried herbs and stuff. The, this is going to sound very unvegan of me, but they are part of this program in Alaska where 
they put you on a list and if like a a moose or some other large game is gets killed like hit by a car hit by a car hit by a train like an alert will go out and if you're on the list if you're like the first person to respond to it you're allowed to go pick up the animal and like, i don't think that's non-vegan i mean no, it's I, better I mean, for it to be right but i mean like i'm watching them like you know catch fish and mm-hmm. skin them and i'm like it doesn't bother me because they're not like getting it from a store which yeah. bothers me more mm-hmm. it's like a whole different thing um but yeah so i watched them go pick up a moose that was hit by a train that was salvageable and they just like made a bunch of food out of it and mm-hmm. saved it it's very very cool um but yeah i mean i think the survival thing has something to do with me i don't want to say like almost dying you know mm-hmm. but going through potentially fatal things in my life when i was younger uh so i think that has to do with it and i know you don't need hot sauce in the wild but it's just <laughs> this making stuff from scratch it's kind of a survivalistic kind of thing and just the idea that like people f- i mean think of the steps that it takes to make the hot sauce you made like in the past to make it you would grow the peppers dry the peppers maybe smoke the peppers like all of these different things just to like add an ex- some extra like flavor to your dish mm-hmm. and that's hum- that's like very human you know is to always be expanding and like wanting more complexity i think mm-hmm. yeah so it's been it's been a very nice experience and i immediately wanted to make a second batch with different flavors <laughs> so i went on to spicejungle.com <laughs> yesterday and placed an order of a few different kinds of dried peppers for my second sauce he was so excited was so just going pumped. through this spice jungle website i was reading sarah all the descriptions of the peppers <laughs> I was like, oh, well, this one's like raisin. This one's smoky and tastes like raisins and bananas. And you're like, what? And I'm like, I'm going to buy all of them. Yeah. And I did. And I just want to say like, this is um, just to tie it back into the original topic. That like uh, emotional signature that or emotional stamp that you're looking for. It doesn't just have to be with big life things. Like it doesn't have to be your career or your relationship. I mean, obviously those things should give you those feelings, but like, even just guiding you through dis- the decisions you're making every single day, like the mundane decisions, like what are you going to eat? What recipe do you want to make? What do you want your hobbies to be? Like just tap into that and see if you're doing things that actually make you feel the way you want to feel. Because mm-hmm. for me making that hot sauce, it was the same feeling of satisfaction at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I made something that I mean, luckily, I really enjoyed it. I wonder if the feeling would have been the same if it turned out like garbage. You would have been angry, but you would have tried again. I would have, yeah. Because it matters. Mm -hmm. So at the end of the day, I was like, wow, I really, I took all of these things that were just raw ingredients and I made something that we now get to enjoy for a few weeks until it's gone. He has been dousing all of his food with it. It's really good. (laughs) Yeah. I really like it. I'm really proud of myself. I'm proud of you. A few people have asked me for a recipe. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, hold on. I got to like <laughs> really figure it out first. Um, but it's just cool that other people have told me to sell it. And I'm like, I think you should one day. I think I yeah. I definitely want to. I you already should have definitely a do plan. limited release. Mm-hmm. That would be super fun. You know how like Louisville Vegan Jerky, they do, they do the jerky subscription. And every month they do uh, like a special flavor. Mm-hmm. It's always like 
you get two bags of their one of their classic flavors and then they'll do like thai curry or buffalo dill or just like random like pineapple you know yeah it was funny (laughs) pineapple pineapple trails off smoky (laughs) smoky Mm. (laughs) uh well it's funny because sarah bought me like a was it six months yeah and then we renewed it because you were sad that it was <laughs> i loved it so much yeah so for for christmas slash hanukkah in 2019 i think you bought me a six-month subscription and i remember one of their specialty one-off flavors was buffalo dill and now they sell it for real oh they do yeah yeah so i think i they, they must have gotten a really good response from it uh, but i already have a little plan with my hot sauce i have i know three kinds that i want to perfect <laughs> and then i'm going to what do you do? Because if you want to sell food like that, you can't just like give everyone the recipe, right? What do you mean? Because how can you sell it if people know exactly how to make it? Because not everyone wants to make it. It's kind of like, you know everything that's in a Chipotle burrito, but sometimes you will still go to Chipotle. I guess that is true. You want to go to Chipotle? Sure. Sounds good. Um, okay. <laughs> well, I think I think we've said everything yeah. we wanted to say in this episode. It came out really well. Mm-hmm. i'm proud you satisfied i am satisfied mm-hmm. time for bed <laughs> uh well thank you guys so much for listening um we'll talk to you next week presuming there's no mishaps like <laughs> last week um is there anything else you'd like to you'd like to say i don't think so okay so you now you're at, you you're at that going to bed <laughs> phase of ending the podcast um yes yeah, so we'll talk to you next <laughs> week thank you for listening and we'll send it over to our supporter shout out Hi, guys. We're pausing this conversation for a few moments to give a big thank you to our supporters. These are our listeners who make a monthly contribution through Anchor, which is our hosting platform. If you'd like to become a supporter as well, you can visit anchor.fm slash whatislifedude and click on the support button. And if you enjoy the show, another great way to support us is by giving us a positive rating and a review on iTunes. Just takes a few moments and it helps new listeners find the podcast so we can continue to grow our community. So thank you so much to everyone who supports us in one way or another. This podcast wouldn't exist without you guys. So without further ado, shout out to our anchor supporters, Inga, Mel, Morgan, Jennifer, Scotty, Glenn, Kevin, Jessica, Marie, Nina, Izzy, Reem, Alexis, Nadia, Merv, Nicole, Teresa, Kelsey, Anna, Megan, Samantha, Dylan, and Sarah.